You're listening to Yoshi Obayashi. Alright, welcome to the new episode, Yoshi Den. I'm in Malibu. And um, this is an interesting episode because I, I, I want to call, call it uh, Where's Russell? I'm basically going to interview people who are very important to Russell Peters, uh, world's biggest touring co- comedian and friend of mine, and someone who's changing a scene of comedy because I do think he's really doing something really amazing, in my opinion, going to different parts of the world and uh, connecting with so many different kinds of people and uh, it sounds corny, but he's really bringing better understanding among all kinds of different people. So uh, he's a significant figure. Having said that, I've known the guy for 12 years. He will never do my podcast because <laughs> it's impossible to get the guy. So I have interviewed his great friend, Reverend Paul, uh, Andrew Sirikas, uh Why am I forgetting? Uh, Jason Rouse. But today uh, I'm interviewing um, Eddie Eddie, your last name Valdez. Valdez. Yeah, but yes. I got confused because you call yourself Durrell, right? Edro. That's just what my friends have always called me since high school. So, I mean, that name just stuck, and I don't like to post my full name on social media and stuff. So. Oh, okay, I just okay. Went with Edro. And before we go on, uh, if Russell were to hear this, and you're saying you've uh, interviewed important people in his life, he'd probably tell you that I'm a liability, and <laughs> you know. Well, that's a joke because yes. y- y- you you really are important. Um, I mean, what what is your official title? I'm probably his assistant. On my business cards that I recently yeah. got made, I put executive assistant. He's like, why the fuck are you putting executive assistant? Who gave you that title? And he gave me shit for that. But it's not like I tell people that I'm his executive assistant. I'm his assistant. And uh, <clears throat> oh, Get the mic a little closer to you. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I'm his assistant. Yeah, but... But I mean, put it this way. I like to tell people this. He doesn't even know what side his gas tank is on. Let's yeah. put it that way. But you know what? Since we've been back from this tour, we just got back from a month-long tour. We were in South Africa, Kenya, India, Sri Lanka. We got back. You know, we are gone for a whole month. So the yeah. first thing I want to do is go see my family, go do my own thing. Of course. So we got back, what, I think on a Thursday. And he even told me, yeah, I probably won't see you until Sunday, huh? He's like, yeah. I'll be around back in, you know, I live here with him, so sure. uh, you'll see me. But, yeah, if if I can have that whole weekend off and if you don't expect to see me until Sunday, that'd be great. But, you know, he still gave me shit for his cars not having gas in them. And it's my fault. I was supposed to at least check on that yeah. and maybe get them washed, some little stuff. But, you know, just being gone for so long. And, you know, so I think last year I can count how many times on one hand how uh, how many times he put gas in his car. And just this last weekend he did twice so that's not a good start to the year <laughs> but yeah but can, can, but can i t- tell you something because um you're very important because i don't think it, it does you justice to just stay assistant you know the, the way i, I kind of see you like that uh, harvey cartel's character from pulp fiction the mm-hmm. fi- you know that fixture yeah yeah. yeah yeah you do so many different things i mean if i use american football terminology you play 
not only on the offense, defense, yeah. but special team. I, I know. know. I like to say tour manager sometimes too because yeah. I do take care of flights, transportation, yeah. hotels. You know, um, <clears throat> I, I, I'm starting to get into looking into contracts and sure. you know making sure he gets paid and um, catering. You know, yeah. and and guest list and merchandise. That's all stuff that I I help out with too and sometimes deal with but you know what russell notices that shit you know he says thank you in different ways yeah whether it's gifts or pay raises you know i've been with him for six years now and it's crazy uh, i know right I the think first time i first time i saw you you were kind of hanging out in san jose improv right and we you, drove up remember yeah. and and when we were going to san jose uh i met him at his house and you were there yeah and and that's the first time i met you you're one of the first guys that russell knows that that i met like you're one of the first uh and it's cool i'm glad i met you and uh you're one yeah we were one of the first guys i met and were you I, living with him at that time i i i think it was uh ending at that time because yeah. um he was start getting a bunch of people coming over and things like yeah. that but um yeah there's there's a period i wasn't really living with him because i was actually paying rent and living in uh, san fernando valley okay but back and forth but whenever he's gone i'd rather stay at his house they might right, dump right. up a place you know mm-hmm. so um i, I two kn- houses later huh look at where we're at now where he's at now i mean this that was a, a what three bedroom two-story house in the hollywood hills small yeah that was the first one this. The second one in Studio City, which was like, I was shocked how big it is. But yeah. the, this house in Malibu, I mean. And you're right. With all the people he's got coming in and out, there's plenty of room in this house. There's, what, uh, five spare bedrooms. Yeah. So. And, you know, the way he's been progressing in 10 years, <laughs> I don't know how big of a place he'll be staying. <laughs> Hopefully he stays here for a while. I love this place, man. It, the only thing is how far it is. But, and, you know, he's got so much room in this house. I, I was living inside the house, and he built me a guest house. Yeah, that's he's funny. Like, he's like, uh, shows how much I care about you or how much I don't want Mexicans in the house. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he built me my own fucking guest house. And, you know, I got an ocean view, you know, king-size bed, closet, bathroom, yeah. shower, big-ass TV. I mean... I can't complain, man. He takes good care of me, and he spoils the shit out of us too. And man. And, and and I know he teased you by saying that stuff, but he he only mean as a joke. Oh you yeah, know, I know. You know. I mean, I I trust me. I've been with him long enough to know uh, how much he cares about me, and and you know he he likes to bust my balls. I'm his punching bag, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but when we're when it's just the two of us, it's completely different. Like. Uh, just the way he treats me is very different, you know. It's he he cool. teases you just enough. Everybody knows joke, but there's guys or women who think they're teasing, but uh, everyone perceives it's like it's just like, it's like abuse, you know. And right. and it's never it's never been that with you. Well, with yeah. Well, the good thing is is the guys that he's close with know me as well and know me well enough where they know that he's just teasing me. It does make me a little bit more uncomfortable when he does that in front of people that don't know me or yeah. that don't know us yeah. or don't know our relationship. And then they think I'm just a fucking guppy or something like But whatever. It doesn't bug me anymore. Like that type of shit. Whatever. <laughs> Notice. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. No. I've been with him long enough to to, yeah. to brush that shit off and it doesn't it doesn't bother or affect me. I can't remember the names because I've known him for so long. There's been other guys who were kind of trying to do what you were doing. 
mm-hmm. one reason or another, and one of them was being Big not ups. trustworthy. You right, know? right. Big fuck And there's ups. no question. You're an absolutely trustworthy guy. You do <clears throat> when he asks him to do something. I'm sure it's not fun sometimes, yeah. but I know you get shit done every fucking and time. And I never complain, man. I, that's the one thing I try not to do is never complain. Yeah. With, you know, my job could be busy and it's time consuming, but it's never stressful or... Uh, you know, I don't have to labor myself and work my ass off. Yeah. You know, I I have a lot. I have to do a lot, and I have to be organized and try to remember a lot of shit. Yeah. And, uh, but I can't complain, man. This is you know, I'm living in this beautiful house with him, traveling the world. Yeah. You know, and and he takes good care of me, and and that's right. You know, it's funny how I first started off with him because. Oh, uh, can I say something? Yeah. I knew you're. You're good because you really are, you were going out of your way to be helping everyone at, during the show, yeah. and you weren't even working for him at the time, and um, and that was just more as an appreciation yeah. for everything he was doing for me. Like that's why when I first started off with him, um, I was working at a credit union doing loans, yeah, and uh, working in downtown LA. I had a good job, plan on making it in my career. My mom, she's unemployed. She goes to the swap meat and sells perfumes yeah. colognes whatever she gets her hands on she would sell clothes yeah a friend of hers gave her a box of facial products she's like why don't you help me sell it i was like what am i gonna do go door to door what the fuck <laughs> yeah. she's like tell your friends tell your co-workers yeah. it's really good stuff i was like let me try ebay started selling the stuff on ebay we were making bank in a matter of a month we made like ten thousand dollars off of these stupid facial products that are called dermalogica i don't know if you ever heard of it no really expensive high-end shit Come to find out, Russell was using the stuff, too. But um, so I started selling the stuff on eBay. I was even using the postage meter in my work to send the shit off. Oh, really? Yeah, risking my own job. Yeah. But, you know, it, it became so lucrative and, and uh, it was it was a nice moneymaker that I was happy to be helping my mom with this. Right. And sure. I would just send the money to her. I would just give her, you know, transfer it from my PayPal to her bank account. Yeah. Long story short, the stuff that we were selling was stolen. Me and my mom both got charged with receiving stolen goods, and we got sentenced to six months jail time. With The worst thing was I got a felony because of that shit. The amount of stuff that my mom had at her house was valued at over $50,000. Yeah. That's why the penalty was so harsh. And people always say, you, but you didn't know it was stolen. But we're fucking selling facial products and buying it from this guy out of his trunk. You know, we had an idea. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say that I didn't know that shit was stolen. It, yeah. And our argument was, if we knew it was stolen, why would I we never, be selling I, it? I, I, I met your mom once. Yeah. And one, I got to just make sure listeners know, you guys are nice and for sure not a malicious people. So, I mean, you were just doing simple business. And, yeah, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to play the innocent person. Yeah. You know, I, I, we had an idea with how cheap we were sell, buying it for and yeah. how much we were selling it for. You know, and and they they got us where you're considered an accessory at that point. What are you doing buying shit from someone out of their trunk? You know, yeah. like Mary Kay or or Avon. You're supposed to buy from a licensed representative, right. right? So, my whole career down the drain because of that shit. Because of the felony, I lost my licenses. You know, my notary, my life insurance. I was studying to get my securities licenses yeah. to be a financial advisor. All of that down the drain, dude. It was the lowest point of my life. This was in the summer of '08. Turned myself in November, and uh, we got sentenced to do six months. But also, oh, your mom had to go too. My mom went to jail too, man. But thank God she only did two days. I don't know if the computer booted her out or the 
jail was overpopulated, yeah. but but she did two days. And everyone said you won't do the full term. You'll probably do ten ten percent. I did fifty percent. I did three months. I missed Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, New Year's. So I get out January of '09. Economy's at its worst. I have a felony on my record. Yeah. Imagine. And um, I knew Russell a few times. I met Russell a few times before that. We hung out one time in Phoenix when, where I, you know, I met Russell through Benny Mena. He's a right. comedian as well. And uh, I feel like I own the the world. You know, I I try to do as much as I can for him. And Benny's like, hey, I introduced you to him. I didn't, you know, you took care of the rest. Yeah. But I try to help out Benny as much as I can because he's the one that introduced me to Russell. <laughs> and I introduced and, Benny to Russell. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Um, great guy, man. Yes. Oh, you know, Benny's one of the guys where where I don't never hear anything negative being said about him, other than he needs to write new jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm 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 glad it worked out because you know what what do you do for someone who's so generous and does everything for you? So only thing you were concerned is like make sure he's surrounded by the right people and you that or, or you know I mean I get out January of '09. Um, one of the, you know, first thing I do is check my phone, of course, and have a few texts from him. And, and I was like, hey, I'm out. He knew what happened, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm home. I'm home. What's up? He's like, hey, I'm at the Ontario Improv this weekend. And that's close to my house. He's like, come hang out. I still remember, I think the first or the second weekend, I'm out of jail. I go hang out with him. Yeah. And um, he just invites me to hang out for the rest of the weekend. Then I think two weeks later or a month later, he was going to go to Houston and Washington, D.C. And he just invited me. I was like, wow, I don't have money. He's Wait, like, is this worry. because he was trying to help you because he's attracted to your mom? <laughs> no, he didn't know my mom then. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, hell no. She's it's good not looking. because of that. <laughs> but yeah, he, he invited me on the road. And yeah. and uh, that was in the beginning of the year. And then, you know, when he bought his house, he I guess he trusted me enough at that point to let me house it for him. Right. And I wasn't even working for him yet. You know, just helping him out little by little, going on the road with him, selling his DVDs. And he's he's got a good feeling for people, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I, I, I mean, for the most part, yeah, that's true. You know, the most people he he's friends with, he stays friends with. You know, right. And uh, yeah, so he had me house it for him. So the least I could do is wash his cars. You know, I, th- I was sure. thinking maybe I'll, I'll organize his house a bit, and uh, he liked that, I guess. And and in August of that year is when he asked me if I wanted to work for him full time. So. Yeah, man, he's been a huge blessing, man. I, it's crazy the way things turned around for me, because who knows where I'd be, man, with a felony on my record. Yeah, with the money I was used to making, you know, and and he pays me well. I have benefits, you know. I don't pay rent. Yeah, I travel the world with him. So, so uh, I do want to talk about all the travels and stuff, yeah. and of course we want. I want to talk Lakers and Kobe Bryant mm. and stuff like that. But first. So you you grew up in L.A. or in yeah, in, in, born and raised in L.A. L.A.'s always been home for me. Other than right after high school, I moved to Phoenix to go to school. But I lived. In oh, LA okay. So ass. it wasn't because the whole family moved to Phoenix. No, no, no I okay. just moved out there to go to school. But were you, were you going to Arizona State or something? Or? Uh, some trade school like ITT, but it's called High Tech Institute. What were you studying? Computers. What were you? Okay, computer yeah, stuff. Information technology. That's that's crap though. I, I didn't. I didn't I was working too much and I didn't really learn anything. <laughs> um, when you were growing up in LA, um, uh, I mean, how was it for you, for you? You know, I grew up in La Puente, which is in the San Gabriel Valley. About, I hate to tell people that it's east of LA because the first thing they say is East LA, mm-hmm. but it's east of East LA, about ten minutes more. Okay, and, but it's I mean, 
all Mexican community. My high school was 97% Mexican. So, but I was always in sports and did pretty well in school and I was never around the the bad. Yeah. The bad part of the shit, you know, with the gangs and all that. So I experienced it. I saw it around me, but luckily I never got caught up with any of that. So, right. So I grew up in a pretty bad neighborhood, but, um, I mean, you know, medium class and thank God everything worked out okay, but. Well, I I think because you're pretty good dealing with people and you probably learn your survival probably dependent on getting along with people, right? <clears throat> I, yeah, I guess one thing you can say is I'm really patient. And uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's why some people say I do so well working for Russell. Yeah. You have to be pretty patient, but uh, yeah. So, you know, here's a good son, uh, learned to live in a rough neighborhood. And what would you like aspiration? Because I'm sure you... If somebody told you ten years ago you go you'd be going to all, all of this, yeah, all over the world, right? That probably wasn't. Of course not, man. And then the guys like to tease me, you know, like because of course I'm Mexican and they like to make fun of my accent and yeah. then saying like, "Look at this, Mexicans in fucking Africa, and you're in fucking Hong Kong." And, yeah, <laughs> you know. But no, I mean, I always. <clears throat> What was it? I don't know. I just always thought I never knew what I wanted to do. And and when I moved to Phoenix, I first worked at UPS, and then um, started working at a bank, putting in loan applications. Yeah. And that's how I started started working for a credit union and doing loans. And I was really good at it. And I plan on doing that for the rest of my life. Did you like that job? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Okay. I had my own office. I was good at it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I mean, the way shit turned around, it, it happened so fast. You know, uh, the the cops showed up at my work. And and told oh, me I had no. to go with them, and I mean they didn't take me in handcuffs, but you know they took us in for questioning me and my mom, and yeah. that day they put us in jail. We had to get bailed out. We went to you know trial, and we were like jail time for selling facial products. Yeah. Imagine going to jail and they're asking you what the fuck, what are you in for? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because then I'm gonna get caught up in a fucking lie. You know, yeah. I wouldn't know what a murder <laughs> degree, whatever. Wait, so. Wait, so so when you told people, did they? Well, what's their reaction? Oh my reaction? goodness! Well, you know, jail is a whole other story. But I got lucky because I, I mean, I was in LA County Jail, man. And the first thing they ask you when you go in, not the cops, the first thing the fucking inmates ask you is where you from, what set you. I claim. went through that too, but go ahead. Oh yeah. man! So who'd you who'd you roll with? I mean, I got I got arrested at the airport with a weapon, right? Right, right. But when you went to jail, yeah, who who did you roll with? Like the Asians or the whites? But the, that was the problem. There wasn't an Asian, right? So uh, they would they say like, oh, you know, the blacks are in the corner, or Latino, white, whatever. I'm fucked because you know I don't. I'm I'm like others basically. Others, so so like Samoan guy, really? <laughs> Samoan guy and me and like. One other person Did was you like, have like a rep, like the, the a leader of your other's crew? <laughs> no, they just just like well, I remember that the last day uh we, when we were transported from Pacific Division to an uh to another jail because we were gonna see a judge, they put me by myself because it was a really rougher oh, facility. The, yeah. And the and the, and the cops even saying like, Yeah, if I if we put you in the main room, you're gonna get beat up or worse because they hit she just she flat out said they hate Asians. So, wow. you know, like, okay. see, I had a few uncles that were in jail. So before me, so they prepped me a little and they yeah. told me to roll with the paisas. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're not from L.A., you don't know what that means. But paisas are like the Mexicans who are illegal 
mm-hmm. don't speak Spanish. Pretty much the gardeners you see in L.A., yeah. they're considered paisas. And uh, so my uncles told me to roll with the paisas. Paisas don't have really beef with anyone. Yeah. And uh, they're not part of any gangs. And the the less English you speak, the better. So yeah. I try not to speak that much. And if I did, it was in Spanish. Uh, were they nice to you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the paisas were. And, you know, they tell you all the rules of the jail. Yeah. Like, don't take a shower when there's a black guy in the shower. Yeah. Always keep your shoes on in case shit goes down. Yeah. If there's a juice on the floor, which yeah. is gold in jail, you know, everyone wants juice. If there's a juice laying around, don't touch it. There's some guys that are in there that are bored that are waiting for you to touch their juice so they can beat your ass. Right. It's fucking crazy. Like all these rules. And But I was in general population for two weeks, which was hell because of all the rules. And, you know, yeah, you're pretty much walking on eggshells. And uh, luckily I made it through that. And then after that, they moved me into what they call the holiday inn of the jail. Yeah. That was a trusty dorm. Like uh, I worked for the jail. No politics. Yeah. I guess because, you know, my... It was a low offense. Like, no, I don't have a previous record. It was right. nonviolent. I was considered low risk. So they moved me into a nicer part of the jail. And it was a breeze, man. Working eight hours a day would make the days go by faster. Sure. I ate better food than the other inmates. And it was it was easy, man. I, I, I breezed. In jail, a funny maybe. way, this kind of prepared you for what you have to deal with, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe, man. You know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think about jail that much, and it wasn't that long to to really, you know. I'm sorry, I did five days. I thought it was fucking eternity. Oh, three, I don't know how you did two months, three months, three months. You know, and the worst was missing the holidays yeah. and shit. And uh, it, like I said, it was two weeks of hell. The the rest of it was no politics. You know, I mean, you still have to fucking take a shower with other men. Yeah, you know, and shit on a toilet with no privacy. I mean, that type of shit will. I remember that. Bring you down big time, man. But uh, it was it was easy. But now um, you're in great spot because I know a lot of comedians, and and believe me, I I know a lot of them. Without a question, Russell is the most generous. Oh yeah, man, he is. Uh, not even. I mean, and you know what? I make it easier for him to be generous because now he could just be like, "Hey, send money to this guy," or uh, yeah. Or take care of Yoshi's mechanic bill, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, I—that's I, another thing. I never ask questions. Whatever he tells me, what to do, then I'll do it. And yeah, that's you're right, man. He's he's generous, and uh, I hear nothing because but good the number things. two, the gap. Oh, it's crazy, right? Is it the gap. Like, who would be number two for me? David Tell and Dave really? is a very generous. Yeah. But what about, uh, you you rolled with Gabriel a couple of times. I hear he's he's generous Gabe, Gabe is generous too. Uh, yeah. It's just I don't I only did one gig for him, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know um, he's he's very very generous. But I mean, uh, Russell is another level. Yeah, you know? and you know what? I just like hearing <clears throat> nothing but good things about him. You know, even before I worked for him, yeah, I heard nothing but good things about him. And, man, in the comedy game, you know, there's so much gossip and comics talking shit about other comics. And you never hear that about Russell. No. And, and I'm trying—I'm not trying to be biased, you know. It's just even before that I worked for him or before I really knew him, I heard nothing but good things about him. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm uh, now knowing a little bit more about it. I'm, I'm, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't punch Aziz Ansari. That oh. one time because I was there and like yeah. I didn't know I didn't know brown people that well so right. I I don't know what was going on but you know I'm sure people have heard, heard this story but we were at the Aspen Comedy Festival and Russell 
See, he, he's not one of those comedians like if if some opening act is too strong, he's not gonna put them. Mm-hmm. He he loved the challenge, so he will put like Joe Coy and somebody like yeah. that. So he's very respectful of people. So at the time, just like eight, nine, maybe ten years ago in Aspen Comedy Festival, he heard a lot of nice things about Aziz working yeah. really hard, whatever. He just say, I'm paraphrasing, young fella, I heard a lot of good things about you. Congratulations, I'm happy for you. And and Aziz basically mocked him. He might have been high, but or but yeah, like in Russell's words, I think he brushed them off. You know, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, whatever. Me and Stan Chin saw that, and um, and some people said like maybe he was drunk or maybe he's yeah. Even high. the second time they met, like Aziz was like, I I, I didn't mean to, like you know, I, I'm sure he don't even remember, you know, but 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 to me, you know, you know that old saying like. Uh, when somebody found themselves with a lot of money, all of a sudden they become an asshole. Yeah. No, here's the thing. He was that person was always asshole, oh, but right, money, right. money just exposed who that person really yeah, was. Yeah. So and I, first I, impression, you know, is the first yeah. impression. It was bad, and you never forget that shit. But I feel bad for not punching the guy. Really? I should have. Yeah, because I, I, I think I, because I heard from other people like that's who he is, you know. But. Um, they they uh squashed it though they they met uh what maybe a year or two years ago and and well when when the they, Russell did Jim Norton's podcast yeah. whatever yeah I'm I'm a skeptic yeah. you know uh, of course Russell have to say all right you know you apologize yeah. whatever but I'm just this is I'm just speaking I haven't talked to Russell about it, but my gut feeling you know some people are just jerks yeah you know so um the guy's talented I'm not yeah. taking that away but anyway um. Can we talk? Uh, you did so much for him, but can I can I just talk like the places that you've been to? Like, okay, let's talk about recent trip. Yeah. Like, what's that like? Um, here's this kid from LA going to South Africa and Kenya. I mean, what was I that know, like? Man, you know, I'm one of the guys that likes to get out there and see shit. And uh, oh my god, he hate he does he does he stays in his hotel and a lot of the crew stays in their hotel too. I called it the stay in your hotel tour. Like everyone didn't, nobody wanted to do shit. Like I was like, hey, let's go out and walk around. Or like when we were in Cape Town, I was like, let's go cage diving. Uh, a great white shark cage That's right. diving. That's why I, I like, because when I went to Australia with him like nine years ago, yeah. it was me and one other guy. But other than that, they, they don't want to get out of the hotel. Yeah. It's weird. but um, So, you know, a few of the production guys, one of the cameramen yeah. and uh, Russell's production manager who's here right now. And he's probably... Has the toughest job on the tour, you know. He's at the venues early, setting up the stage and sound check and yeah. lighting and the screens and the cameras and everything. And he works his ass off. <clears throat> and uh, but he's one of the guys that likes to go out and do shit. So I le- I don't care as long as this one other guy joins me. Yeah, I'll go out. So I went. We did the cage diving. It was just me and uh, one of the camera guys. <laughs> right. You know? It's such a white thing to do, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, how many Mexican friend of yours yeah. have done it? I know. And then we, we also <laughs> went on a safari, safari, and it was just uh, uh, that's a few of us actually did that. And, and, we, and this is in Kenya. And, no, the, we did a safari in uh, in Cape Town as well. Okay. Because we had a lot of time off there, and we rented quads and rode around in the fucking wild with no fences or anything blocking you from a rhino and you. Wait, wait, but uh, you. You brought somebody professional to drive you guys around. There right? was a professional in front of us, but that fucker just took off, and we were just you just on the trails. You have, they tell you just stay on the trails, 
and you're driving right by all these wild animals. It's wait, crazy. wait. So is that one of those cars that you actually have? No, a quad, a ATV, four wheeler. There's no, there's no cage or anything <clears throat> between. But, so explain to me. So you, see, so you would see lions and shit, right? The lions were were the only things that weren't in the same, uh, you know, space as you. But everything else was out there. Even one of our guys almost got headbutted by a water buffalo. Put it that way. <laughs> and if you go on my Instagram, you'll see that I posted some videos where we're, we're driving and we just see a rhino staring us down. And you're fucking just in in a quad, and uh, he didn't charge us or anything, but you see him staring you down, and it's like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Were you, you were nervous at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. When when uh, it was Lane, the cameraman, the one that did the shark diving with me, he's the one that was driving, and then out of one of the bushes, just a big ass buffalo just came out of nowhere and almost headbutted the the ATV, like the side of it. God so, damn. Yeah, I mean, I I like to do. As much as I can, man. Who who knows when I'll be back in, in these places, you know? If it wasn't for Russell, I've been able to go to some of these places more than once. Yeah. I never thought I was, though. So, I mean, I like to go out there and do shit. India, that's that's a whole other level, you know? I've been to Mexico, and, and I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I've been to Mexico. It's going to be the same shit. And Russell's like, the poverty and the... It's just a whole other level, man. And just the chaos and the people and the traffic and it's a culture shock, man. It's crazy. Well, uh, let's start uh, like South Africa. So, what wh- what was your impression? People are very friendly in South Africa. Yeah, for the most part, you you you, you do see the racism between the whites and the blacks a little. Or, yeah. Uh, but do it's you not as that- bad as last time we were there. It's not as bad. They they don't they don't they're not treated as bad as uh, last time we were there, which was two three years ago. But you know. Obviously, black people in South Africa is different than black people in the states, right? Like, or yeah, or it is. But how are they different? The black people? Yeah. Damn. I I, I would uh, go back to one of Russell's joke with the clicking and the and the accents and everything, but uh-huh. they're just more African. <laughs> are they? Are they? Are they? Uh, because of the racism and stuff, are they downtrodden? Like, or are they pretty optimistic still? <clears throat> What was what was that's your... that's the the vibe I got last time I was there, but this time it's not as bad anymore. I see, I was, and, and there's not. I don't know. Even Russell was saying like, the white people they'll eventually leave, <laughs> or you know, there's less white people. I don't know, but I mean, we're out, we're in the touristy parts of the cities, you know, so you don't see uh. it as much. <clears throat> you probably don't see what the real vibe of the city because we're in these touristy places. You know, five star hotels. Sure. So it's kind of hard to notice it, but <clears throat> in South Africa it was a lot different because we stayed in those areas. But in India, you know, we got out there and drove around and saw a lot of the city. Wait, but in South Africa, you guys stay in. You went to Durban, obviously. Right? <clears throat> we <clears throat> we started in Durban, yeah. And he's like a king there, right? Yeah, you know, Durban is one of his, the first places he became famous. You know, yeah. South Africa is one of the first places he became famous. I remember him telling me, and... Um, That's a, uh, I don't know if it was Durban, but South Africa is the first place he drank alcohol at 30, 31 years old. Oh, that's right. He did tell yeah. me that. You know what's weird? Um, that the, Does the language kind of... It sounds weird, right? I mean, they speak English. It almost reminds me of Australia, the Australian accent. Huh. It's it's very similar. 
But uh, I can't tell the difference. Russell can. But I haven't been or heard of the accent enough to be able to tell the difference. But to me, it sounds like an Australian accent. So we need that shows in Durban where, where most of the audience East Indian? No. Uh, you know, it's, it's a huge mix. Blacks, uh, whites. Uh, and of course, a shitload of Indians. Yeah, they're everywhere. Russell calls them the cockroaches of the world. <laughs> I, I mean, when we were in Birmingham last year, I couldn't believe there were so many Indians in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, and they're they're everywhere, man. Um, so you guys do Durban, and how big a venue we're talking here when you had Durban? What was Durban? Was it three, four thousand? Jesus. Yeah. Then, uh, where else did you do Cape Town? Right. Cape Town, and we had a bunch of time off in Cape Town, man. That's a beautiful city, man. I, I keep hearing it's oh, it's, it's gorgeous, amazing, man. It's yeah. amazing, yeah. And we're women, pretty good the, looking the girls, women, right? Amazing, the women, yeah. And and you know what? So we went from Durban to Cape Town to Johannesburg, which probably is the most ghetto of them all, yeah, uh, out of South Africa. And then from there we went to Nairobi, Kenya. And who would have thought Russell would ever do a show in freaking Kenya? I that really shocked the shit out of me. And there's a shitload of Indians in Kenya. Yeah. And uh, I think Gandhi was a lawyer there or something like that. But um, so, so. And Kenya has a bunch of beautiful women, like the the black women there, like the African women. But they're oh, like man. really tall and skinny, right? No, they're curvaceous, man. They have some Are they? Nice, yeah, big asses and. Actually hooked up in Kenya, and uh, I didn't use Burberry. What? <laughs> I'm getting tested on Friday. <laughs> well, it's it's astronomical Cut getting it from a girl to a guy. And what? It, it's almost. Oh yeah, yeah I know. you know, it's yeah. it's it's dangerous to use your other way around. So yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't do go. You know, I didn't take the dirt road like Russell said. Um. So what what was that like? Because. I'm assuming that was his first time performing in Kenya. Dude, it was wild. You know, the promoter was shady as shit. And if we do go back, and I know Russell wants to go back. Can I do something? I, I think that's a derogatory term for black oh, people, too. Oh, I shady. thought you were going to say a derogatory word for promoter. No, no. <laughs> shady promoter. Or, or And skinny is another insult, like uh, Somali or whatever. Yeah, no. Dude, the women are amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We po- we took pictures of just the asses on these women, you know, because, I mean, they're built and they're in shape, too. Yeah. It's crazy. And we were, you know, walking around the mall and stuff. How how, how did you guys find this gig in, in Kenya? Um, was I, Russell specifically looking for Kenya or something? No, somebody? no. Well, you know, I think there was a promoter who saw he was going to be in South Africa and, and offered, has, you know what? It's actually a promoter who's been trying to get him there. Yeah. Uh, a lot you know, a lot of times in the past. And finally, see, you know, Russell's brother, who's his manager. Clayton. Yeah, Clayton. And, and he's awesome. The he's been doing a yeah. great job managing yeah. Russell's career, you know. And um, and I'm learning so much from him. You know, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. But. Uh, you are. And, he uh, he, um, but yeah, when he finally he, listened to that promoter and, and, um, and you know, heard what he had to say and, and, uh, took took the offer you know he offered them a lot of money but did you guys get, you didn't get ripped off right no but they tried doing a lot of shady shit for example this is a, a great story i think the venue held was uh three thousand seats yeah and um they were when they were setting up 
in the back of the venue, they were adding more seats. Uh-huh. They added a thousand more seats and tr- and sold those seats without getting a cut, giving a cut to Russell. I see. That's shady, dude. Yeah. And uh, we found out. Q, the guy told you, the production manager who's yeah. got the toughest job, noticed that they were adding seats. And uh, CP, Russell's brother, was, right away was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? If you guys are adding seats, you know, that means Russell should get a cut. And uh, he he made them pay up. Did it pay? They paid, yeah. I This is the part that bugs me about people like that. Um, Russell is such a great guy. Why? I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know what? I, I, it's just the mentality. I, I, it's just the mentality. Yeah. Like this promoter uh, usually brings Bollywood uh, and uh, like Indian singers and yeah. usually deals with musicians. Yeah. And I guess she's used to ripping them off like, yeah. and, and throwing shit in there. Like they, they tried throwing in a local comic. Yeah. And we're like, no. And they they were still trying to get this comic. The comic was even tweeting that he was opening for Russell. Yeah. And we're like, no, he's not. And uh, the comic didn't know until last minute that we had to tell him, like, you're not going on stage. Yeah. Same with a DJ. There was supposed to be an, another DJ that was going to open. And they were just trying to throw shit in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this promoter, some old lady, she's like six in her 60s. That's the promoter. Yes, and at the end of the at the end of the night, I'm leaving, and you know I have a bunch. I was sell, I had to sell merch. Yeah, so I was selling. I had I set up a table and I sold merch all yeah. cash. So I had a shitload of cash in my pocket, and so I'm walking with my hands in my pocket, and she wants to take a picture with with the crew. She said, Eddie, Eddie, come here, take a picture. She puts her arm around me, like around my waist, and mm-hmm. she has her hand in my pocket, is trying to fucking take money from me. Oh, she was. They're just shady, dude. I couldn't believe it, and they and. Uh, yeah, it was Kenya is a whole nother story, but the crowd and the reception that Russell got was amazing. Wait, so it's Swahili, the official language of Kenya? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Easy. I wish I knew more about these places. But, but, that I should but, into, but they spoke English enough that he could oh, do yeah, a show. I mean, wow. Everywhere, everywhere we go, it's English, you know, and, and uh, with the internet now, you know, these people are with the times and get a lot of the references but russell must been even he must been surprised about the kenya right and you know russell does his research too and and does a lot of shit to relate to them and whether it's making fun of uh the cities or he he finds out where all the indians live in the city or you know he knows just enough words in in the second language whether it's swahili or whatever it is i mean he's just he does his research you know Crowd was great though, man. It was it was awesome. It was it was definitely a a good show. I mean, you know, most comedians are afraid to talk to audience because you you're adding some unpredictable part of it, right? But Russell is the one who actually is a, that's his strength. You and know? I've probably seen his set more than anyone else. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with him when he starts off his sets. Yeah, you know, uh, and he really doesn't have anyone that helps him when he starts these sets off he doesn't write down anything no he doesn't have writers and just this last year i would maybe take a few bullet point notes of of just certain topics that he would bring up yeah just to refresh his memory but other than that 
it's all him dude i think i think because he's i noticed like people who are really good with music they have such a good memory and listening skill it's amazing man yeah, i've never met anyone it. with a better memory I, like his memory he can meet you one time you know and he'll remember your face and your name next time he meets you it's crazy his memory well and, i mean he he will use it as a weapon against you because oh, i yeah, remember man. I, I taught him a couple of bad words in Japanese and I figure I only said it once I, I figure he'd forget man he's been using it against me <laughs> for like last 10 years or something um, but yeah I've seen his, his set I see his set more than anyone else so obviously it gets boring for me and it's that much harder to make me laugh but I when love he watching, does he's got a new material yeah. I love watching the first 15 minutes because it's always crowd work and it's always different Yeah, and that's what makes him him you know it's great watching that and uh, how quick witted he is that's just um, once again American football analogy it's like your quarterback and the defense running at you he's so quick he's already yeah, a couple oh, of stuff quick, ahead like, yes Yes, that's a good idea. You, you, I mean, that's you, a you, good you, analogy you, you put. He's always a couple steps ahead, man. You're not going to surprise him. Yeah. I don't. I. I'm. I'm telling you. I don't think I ever may. I heard him say, "What kind of ethnic group are you?" Then he didn't know anything about that group. Yeah. Never yeah. happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So Kent, they wrestle like Kenya. Yeah. As, as far as women goes, they, what did he like better, Kenya or South Africa? Oh gosh, probably. It's hard to beat South Africa, you know, it's just wide just variety, wide variety. And you just see more, uh, especially the area we were in, in Cape Town. There's just women everywhere, you know. And was he more famous in South Africa, too? Or same, same level? Same level. OK. Uh, yeah, I don't really see a difference. Yeah, because when we went to Australia, like even he said, like, man, I hope people show up, whatever. Because he, he didn't know because he's yeah. never been to Australia before. And I knew as soon as we landed within five minutes, like, holy fuck, they know him. Because all, all that whole airport people knew who he was, you know, so. Uh, yeah, Australia, I think, is even bigger than in South Africa for him. I mean, and that's where we're going next. You know, we just came home for two weeks. And yeah. And now we, we leave next week for um, Australia and Asia. So... We'll talk about that parts, but from Kenya, you guys went India, right? To Bombay. Yeah. yeah. And that's your first time? Se no, second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So overall, I mean, what did you, what was the stuff that you were wrong about India? Like, yeah, you know, we all have preconceived notion about yeah. the place, right? It, it's crazy. The, you see upper class and lower class and that's it. Like. It's just crazy how people live out there or just the way they live is just so different what we're used to. And um, there's just so many people, man. It's so many people. Because when, when they say poor people in India, we have no idea, right? I mean, you know, Russell, uh, once I, I never forget what he said about the homeless people. He's like, you can't call them homeless because a lot of these people never had a home. Right. So the way they live is the way they've always lived and it's all they know and they're content with it. Yeah. So, you know, the homeless people here. You Just like retarded people are never smart. Right. So, so they they're know. used to being stupid. Right. They yeah. don't know any better. Right. So, yeah. And, and that's how they a lot of the people out there that that's just the way they've always lived and they're content with it and uh, they live their life. You know, when I went to Afghanistan, 
and I think people who live there or visit there a lot, they're used to it. And I, 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 I like seeing some really dark, crazy stuff. But I have to say, when you actually see people living like that, it does get what little bit of a heart I have left. You know, it's just, <laughs> so it, it boggles my mind. Sometimes yeah. you just like, what, what, what do you, what can you do? And you know to- what? And if there is a little kid that goes up to you and asks for money, yeah, Russell's like, don't give them money because you give them money. Next thing you know, there's going to be 20 other little kids chasing you, asking you for money. And they are nonstop, man. Like uh, at one of the shows, I I was, uh, you know, when the show ended, I was putting all the merch away. I had a lot of leftover shirts. And I saw a couple little kids running around. And I gave both of them two shirts. Yeah. Five minutes later, I guess they went and called their other buddies. There was 20 kids surrounding me wanting shirts. So I gave each one of them shirts, and they were not happy with just one. They wanted more than one. Another, another, uncle, uncle, that yeah. they say uncle. And they just have their hand down. They just kept bugging. And the security had to fucking run the kids out, like, get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, I remember Russell saying, you, no matter how bad you feel for them, just yeah. if you're going to give them something, make sure it's on your way out or as you're going to drive off because... They're almost oh, like gremlins. They, they multiply, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is <laughs> and hey i had the street food out there you know i'm mexican and i have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to eat I, you know i've never had food poisoning or anything and everyone told me don't drink the water yeah you know don't try the street food and you can tell some of these spots are dirty as shit man. yeah but i tried a couple of things it was, and luckily nothing happened i made it alive so what was I've never been to India so what was yeah. Mumbai like for you you know was, Mumbai is so dope and uh, that's where the Bollywood it's, it's is just at. growing so much man and and uh, it's losing a lot of its charm because of that like it's they're just trying to Americanize yeah. it yeah you know there's there's Hard Rock Cafe now and Subways and McDonald's and Burger Kings, which they don't even serve beef. Yeah. You know, and, and now I guess it's illegal. At nowhere you can eat beef in, in Bombay. And and Russell still calls it Bombay, so I just call it Bombay. Like that's what it used to be called, right? I mean that 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 it that it should be called Bombay. And you know, now they, they'll ban like if, if a if a song has a word Bombay in it, they bleep it out. Did you know oh that? Oh my god. It's just a song just that. came out, and the guy mentioned said Bombay in the song, and they yeah. bleep it out. So, is, so, I mean, where were your favorite places in India? Bom- Bombay, Bombay's dope. Uh huh. Um, I was gonna say something about Bombay right now. Um, oh, so you know, I, I read one thing about Bombay that there's so many street vendors. And the city needs those street vendors, like the food, the food carts and everything, because there's not enough restaurants to accommodate all the people in the city. Because and you know why? Because the restaurants are, well, like a lot of people that own places that they can sell to, to restaurants to open up, just rent is so cheap that they never want to sell their place or <clears throat> lease it out to a restaurant. So... There's not not enough space for restaurants. And what do they have? Like 25, 30 million people or something like that? Yeah, man. You know, we went to two of the top seven most populated cities in the world. 
in India. You know, Bombay and Delhi are in the top. I think. Yeah. I think Delhi's number three or five in the world. So, um, the traffic, you know, the traffic and the honking that is nonstop, just nonstop. <laughs> Yeah. It never you you'll never not hear honking like when you're out in the city, and uh, it's like a, another language. They they, they don't have a traffic light. They not they don't even have they have lanes, but they're not. You know they don't follow the lanes. It's just wherever you fit. Yeah. It's so crazy, and and I think they have a language with the 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 honking man. The way they honk, I think it's you know two honks means you're going right, three honk means move out of the way like they have a language with that because i saw instagram thing where you, i think you were in some vehicle you guys were driving kind of fast <laughs> weren't, weren't you in india i thought i saw a clip where you guys were riding some kind of like um oh, we were in one of the taxis and that yeah. was at night there was no travel it was like three in the morning uh, uh and that was in a, in uh chennai it was it's not as populated but all the cities we went to were are, are crazy packed and full of traffic and well what did you sound like russell didn't like india for one, one oh he loves it man he loves it and he he got into some controversy talking shit about one of the bollywood actors and that's a big no-no in india oh like, uh, uh the the bachan or whatever the no, fam- amir amir khan oh the uh, he's he's not the boxer there's a there's an actual actor yeah out there called amir khan and what and does he say about him? He Amir Khan criticized a roast that happened in uh, maybe a few weeks before Russell was in India. Mm-hmm. And in this roast, two Bollywood actors were the ones who got roasted. Wait, wait, but was Russell? Uh, he just, wasn't part of the roast. Oh, okay. But Amir Khan criticized the roast, saying how wrong it was and why are you making fun of actors and shit. So why some, wouldn't you? Jesus right. Christ. And, some, and even the actors were good sports about it. Yeah. And it was a great turnout. Yeah. And um, so the the press interviewed Russell asking him what he thought about Amir Khan's reaction. Yeah. And, and and Russell, quote, unquote, said, Amir Khan needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and mind his own business. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was bad press, which is usually good press, but I think it affected the ticket sales in a negative way um it it wasn't as great as last time he was there and i don't know there's there's a lot of factors like the prices were a little bit higher yeah. and, and shit like that but a lot of people were unhappy about his comments because what a fucking babies bollywood yeah bo- i mean indian people they're sensitive with that shit especially with bollywood actors like they're heroes to them out there and you talk shit about them people get fucking offended it's crazy. It 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 comes from the insecurity, you know. Probably. And, and um, I I think the secure actor wouldn't feel that way, but I I just don't like it because they're trying to control people by saying you're not being respectful or yeah, you're attacking yeah. religion. And you know, but that's always a bullshit. Yeah, you know Seinfeld uh, going out there. He uh, is. Yeah, first time in India. And in India, you know the two sitcoms that are the biggest things in India? The two, there's only two American sitcoms that India watches, Seinfeld and Friends. Wow. They're the biggest thing out there. And uh, it's a little late, but people are excited that he's going out there. But there's all the press are giving them rules already about what to say and what not to say. And 
I don't know how he's going to react to it. Russell's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to call this place Bombay. But, you know, the people are already telling Jerry Seinfeld, don't say Bombay. Don't make fun of Bollywood actors. Uh, which which is kind of a stupid thing to say because he wouldn't have done it anyway. He's not that kind of act. Right, right. You know. Um, don't cuss. It's another thing. He doesn't do that time. either. He doesn't cuss on stage. I, I mean, I haven't seen his. I've never heard him cuss ever. No. And, and he has that reputation being clean out. Yeah. And but it's stupid. You know, they're giving they're giving him all these rules. And um, I mean, it's it's just different. Do Do you know when he's going to be there? Yeah, it was it was shortly after after Russell. I think that's that's. Uh, I think it's uh, early May. I'm, I'm, or is it March? I forgot. It's, one, it's either March or May. It, I think that's great. Yeah, you right. Know. He's doing two two shows in uh, Bombay. Because Entertainment Weekly had this article like a year and a half ago that. 100 greatest TV show ever, and Seinfeld was number one all yeah. time. You know, of all time, that's great. And you know how he's getting to Bombay? He's flying on a private jet <laughs> of course. to Bombay. Because we're because you know the promoter who was uh, took care of Russell, and he's doing Seinfeld as well. Yeah, and and we're like asking him like, so is he flying commercial or private? He's like, yeah, he's flying private. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. Well, you know, the Forbes magazine always ranked Russell. He's always number one, right? Seinfeld's always number one. Always number one because of the syndication. And it's a very tough thing to beat. Yeah. Because any given moment, it's like Blue Man Group. Any given moment, Blue Man Group is performed everywhere in the world. And That's what they're saying, right? Seinfeld, like every second, it's it's, uh, playing somewhere around the world. Absolutely. You know, and... And it's, it's it's and his show is great because it's not you don't have to watch every episode. It, it, it's not yeah. depending like what happened in the previous episode. Right. And I think it, guys, I mean, you know what? I've brilliant. never seen a full episode. It's it's great, and I think you should give yourself a chance yeah. because recently I, I watched something over, and I really it, it's timeless, man. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, I love that. So, I mean. And I don't, I don't, there is I, some similarities, right? I mean, it's the same writer, Larry David, right? Or something. Yes, and in fact, last couple of years, some people, including myself, think it's not as strong as the previous episodes. Why? Because those one or two seasons, the years where Larry David didn't work on the show. Right, right. And because Larry David, you know how cranky he is? Yeah. Whenever you hear, see the crankiness in, in Seinfeld, it's him. That's, that's oh, Larry really? David, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's an unbelievable teamwork. I mean, basically, those two are basically, uh, maybe I'm exaggerating, but Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen of comedy, you know. It, yeah. it, it was, and you know who was in India before Russell, just before him? And, and he gave uh, Russell a lot of uh, uh, credit and um, shouted Russell out a lot, which was nice. It was uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr was in India. And he's going to Asia, too. So He just finished Asia. I just listened yeah, to this right? podcast. Yeah, and. I saw Bill Burr a year and a half ago in Sweden. Mm-hmm. I think a year before that, uh, the show I didn't see, the first show, he had maybe 100 people in Sweden. Second time around, 1,500, 2,000. Yeah. And um, Bill Burr, is, it's, it's, um, he has all the right combination. Like He's a decent guy like Russell. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. And, but it's just, it's just great that he gave credit where credit is due. You know. Oh, Bill is absolutely a great, fabulous guy. Yeah. Um, very funny and very honest and uh, a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah. And 
he he married a black woman so like uh you know it just breaks that stereotype about <laughs> white guys from boston being racist right and um yeah bill i mean uh he's uh, he's great man i really like him he was a very nice uh, and you, I know you go to europe a lot that's somewhere where we're going and one place that we went to before but we weren't even there for 24 hours with Stockholm. And how long are you guys you going to be in Stockholm? Um, I don't even think that's a stop this this uh, this year. But we're and then instead of Amsterdam, which was amazing, we're doing Rotterdam. Have you ever been there? Oh yeah. Is it is it nice? It's nice. It's it's a. Sh- it's not Amsterdam though, is it? Shipping town, so mm-hmm. it doesn't have like red light district or craziness, mm-hmm. you know. But it's um it's, it's an important town. Um. I have. I think I was there when. Oh my God, this is terrible. I was there in Rotterdam when their mayor or main politician got assassinated. Oh shit! He was a gay, right-wing, conservative guy. Um, oh, you have. You still have some time, or uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna look at the the, the Europe cities we're going to. That's what I'm I know. You're going to Oslo. Oslo. I think you're going to Stockholm. I'm gonna check real quick. If you go Stockholm, you need to go to my friend, uh, friends, the comedian friend Adios restaurant, La Cucaracha. It's La funny. Cucaracha, really? Yes, the food is excellent, and all those uh, Swedish women looking for like a dark skinned guys. Really? They go there. Yeah, they're oh, dancing. Oh shit! I'm excited. Um, you need to go La Cucaracha because um, <laughs> uh, we're doing a Copen- f- yeah Copenhagen, Stockholm, Rotterdam, and Oslo. You're going. You're going to love uh, all those places, um, yeah. and if you if you want to go Christiania in, in in Copenhagen, I have friends that live there yeah. where you could get weed and stuff like that too. So it sounds like I'll probably be getting requests f- from you for tickets in those places, huh? Which is fine because we don't know anyone, so I, um, I can definitely hook you up if you need. Yeah, I, I I don't know if 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 Russ was receptive to give him a few minutes to a deal, but he speaks. English, obviously, and Swedish, and uh, he's a comic, and he does TV shows really? over there. Yeah, but, but anyway, we'll, um, you up if you want. but La Cucaracha, you should go. The food is excellent. I was there last week. Uh, what? The, what? They I'm sh- not going to believe that the food was excellent coming from an Asian dude. <laughs> Mexican food in where? No, no, no. It's, it's Spanish food, and, okay. uh, and all the cooks are from Uruguay and Argentina. Oh, okay. So, no, no, they're not white Swedish it's cooking. Not, so, it's not Mexican food. It's, it's, it's Spanish. Spanish, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think they're familiar with Mexican food. It's, it's fucking delicious, man. Nice. They've been in business for like 15 years. So, it's two Pakistani brothers and Adio is a comedian who met Russell and they have this Spanish restaurant and, and every Friday, Saturday, night, I mean, it's packed and like there's a lot of good looking girls and I asked, like, well, why is there some of the, some hot, well, women in Sweden are beautiful, yeah. but those women are always looking for guys who want to dance, and mm-hmm. those Latino guys that work there right. love that. So if you go, <laughs> that's where I stay for, like, four months. And nice. uh, I don't think Ru- if Russell could go there, great, but if not, go there for lunch or yeah. dinner. They'll take care of you. I'm going yeah. to save it. I saved it on my phone, so I'll definitely look into it. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 really glad you're getting this experience because I'm I, I'm it's one of those things I hear have such a strong feelings. I want Americans to go overseas because yeah, they become uh, unofficial ambassador to overseas. I yeah. want them. I want Americans to feel not fearful of going overseas. You know what's amazing? Yeah. I'm friend. With, I'm 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 friend with Joe Rogan, and Joe is like 
he's like poor man's uh, Wolverine. You know what I mean? Like he looked like he could kill a shitload of yeah, people, yeah. but he always surprised me. Like, yeah, he like he he wouldn't go to South Africa because he think it's dangerous. But like mm. Joe, you could kill. You know what True, I mean? Right. What the hell do you have to be scared of? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Like he has nothing to be scared of. I mean, it, yeah, he defend himself. So, yeah. but that kind of stuff always surprised me. But look at me. I have no money. I can't defend myself. <laughs> but I will go those places. Yeah. And I'm 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 really happy. I'm 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 very proud of you, for you to go. It's not like I had a choice, but I'm. No, no, I'm but I sold. like the fact that you will get out of your comfort oh, yes, zone. Yes, definitely. And do, go places like that. I think the problem with Russell is like, he knows he's going to go there many, many times. He has so many. But for me, I don't know if I have right, a chance to go right. a second time, you know? So I'm glad you're doing oh, man, that. man, I'm taking it all in. And it's definitely the best and the worst part of the job because this year, it's just been nonstop. You know, we've been on the road. It's bad because you don't you miss your family. Yeah, I miss home. Two weeks away, and I'm I'm I get homesick. Yeah, and all my all and you can't get decent Mexican food in both most oh, of the places. Hell no, hell no. And you know what? I don't have I don't even I don't have a wife. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. So imagine how hard it is for you're Russell. terrible Mexican. <laughs> it, imagine how hard it is for Russell. Like I miss his daughter. I can only imagine him. You know, and a lot of these other guys that have wives and kids at home. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything holding me back, so it's perfect time for me to do this. But I still get homesick. So it's bad and it's good, but I know I'm not going to complain because I'm doing shit that a lot of people won't do in their lifetimes, you know? A lot of people, sadly, work all their lives, and when they retire from work, they try to go overseas with their wife. But what's sad is... um, Sometimes people assume that they're going to live for a long time. So, you know, the sad story is they re- by the time they retire, they're too old to travel yeah, or yeah. one of their spouse died, you know. Yeah. So I'm irresponsible because I, I always go to those places because my feeling is like I could die tomorrow, you know. Yeah. And all the responsible people, they ended up not going. So I'm glad you're going to these places. I, th- I think it'll make you a better person, you know. And when you have kids or kid or kids, eventually... Think all the opportunities you're gonna give to them. Oh yeah, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be prejudiced about oh don't eat that kind of food or right, right. don't travel. You don't have that, you know. Yeah, hanging out with Russell break all those kind of negative stereotypes. Yeah, you know, you know he treats everyone the same, man. Doesn't matter about your income. The, yeah, not just about race. Doesn't matter about your income. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter about your lifestyle, your religion. He treats everyone the same. Yeah, and that's one thing I've learned. One of the first things I learned is the way he treats people. It's, you know, he doesn't judge. And I always, I, I wouldn't say I judge, but I would look at someone and, and maybe they get on my nerves or I just have yeah. a bad feeling about them. But don't judge anyone, man. That person can be someone that will eventually be a benefit to you in the future or whatever, you know. And he's he's so great with people, man. It's he's amazing. great. And it's always easy to point a finger and judge someone. But Russell tried to understand people. And he, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I think, of course, it's funny. You know what I mean? But I don't know anyone who connect with people the way he does. Yeah, man. And um, and I, I, and I would have been fucked if, if, if it wasn't for, I don't know how many times I will ask, but like mo- 90% of the time, he's usually asked, like, is everything okay? Yeah. You know? Or you need money or yeah. whatever. Um, and, how'd you meet him? Okay, so I, the way I met him is... Um, 
this is 2003 and I it's only been four months since I moved to from Washington State to LA my friend Ty Barnett the comedian mm-hmm. who made it to second place in last comic standing mm-hmm. he just asked me hey why don't you come up to Montreal um, you know you could stay in my hotel room just hang out I was like um, alright let me ask you if I could get a couple of days off and I flew in and I was a little nervous because everyone spoke French yeah, and like oh I don't know how to communicate like I need to find somebody who doesn't speak who speak English mm. and so me and Tyrone was standing in the corner and we saw Russell walk by and for some reason when I saw him I thought he was Mexican or Puerto Rican because he had all these baggy pants and stuff you know <laughs> did you know who he was no, no I guess he I, wasn't even that big yet right as far he's as big in Canada in but Canada he yeah, was, yeah but I didn't even know he was a comic I thought he was a musician <laughs> you know what I mean and I didn't realize how funny until like a year later because mm. I was hanging out with him and like he even gave me his DVD for comedy and as soon as like, he left I stopped on because <laughs> like I thought like East Indian comic ain't gonna be fucking funny yeah, yeah, of yeah. course <laughs> the the funniest most successful comic right and um, that's how I met him and um, I didn't know he was going to get that big. Yeah. I, I, so he, I, and he didn't move into he didn't move to LA until two years later. Then right, he moved in what two thousand five. No, 2004. Four. That's right. I met him somewhere of 2003. Okay. And I liked him not because I thought he was going to be big. Like I said, I didn't know he was I didn't know he was a funny comic until yeah. a year later. I just liked him because he was a funny and he was a nice guy. Yeah. Funny yeah. guy and he didn't judge people, you know. Like I introduced him my friend Hunter Moore who was going to j- prison in a couple months. Oh, really? Finally, huh? <laughs> <laughs> friend of my friend I, I met him too yeah. you introduced me to him yeah. where were we in uh, Sacramento. Sacramento and how long is he going in for I don't know oh shit That's I don't I, 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 I don't know I reading about what, everything that happened and I was like damn well I left Sweden last year because he said hey you could work for me in Vegas a week before I came back to USA he got arrested by FBI and, and while I was in Sweden second time around I found that he's pleading guilty and he's pleading guilty because after a while, even if you're innocent, it makes sense to say guilty because you don't have the money to fight the yeah. U.S. government, you yeah, know? Yeah, man. So, um... What's your favorite place in Europe? Me? Oh, man. It's it's tough. It's, I, I guess it's either between Amsterdam and Stockholm, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know what? I take it back. It's between those two uh, in Copenhagen. What was the uh, picture you posted of the red light district where there's like an Asian in the storefront? Uh, what city was that? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that was uh, Den Haag. Where the hell is that? That's south of Amsterdam. Uh, we we call it Hague. Like, you know, whenever you hear the international court in Hague, yeah. they're famous for doing human rights law like they prosecute war criminals and shit like that. And uh, uh, that's a nice place, too. I, I like Germany, too. But um, Germany would be kind of tougher to live if you yeah. just only speak English, you know. Yeah. But fucking Scandinavia, if you speak English, you're all right. You could literally live there, too, Dumb. you know. And all you need is a girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. to move in Scandinavia. Wow. You know. So I'm 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 really excited about you going to those places. I know yeah. I I know whenever um, I think about Russell, 
I'm happy he has Ruben Paul, Andrew Sirukas, uh Paul Cantera, uh, Clayton, and you for sure. You know, like you, you guys are the guys I trust. Um, looking after him. You Have know? you interviewed Paul yet? You shouldn't interview. Paul I, I, I want to. Um, yeah. um, Who's his agent? Yeah, and and, and what gra- number of podcasts is this anyway? How many? How many are you in episodes? One twenty-six. Damn. So you'll be next week, and um, I'm 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 glad um. You've been all those places. Middle East was fun trip to. Middle to, East is amazing, man. Qatar yeah. is one place that has still left uh, some memories in my head just because of how out of, how different that city looks than anywhere else in the world. It's like out of the, the future, you know, the buildings and how fast yeah. they're building it. You mean Doha? Is that where you guys uh, went? No, Qatar. Um, uh, uh, what's that? That's the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Doha's in Qatar. No, hold on, I'll tell you right now. But Qatar was amazing. They're kind of questionable when it comes to foreign policy. Sometimes I can't tell. If oh they're man, you I don't gotta watch the documentary about the Olympics. How, how, how the politics behind it, and how Qatar won that shit, and the 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 athletes that they bring wait, wait. over to the country and make them citizens. You yeah. know, just because they're they it's so crazy, dude. Why did you like it so much? Oh, yeah, Doha. That's where we're at. Yeah. That place is crazy. It's just, I mean, I've never seen a city like it. You've been to Dubai, right? Yeah, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Doha is but just... Even, but Doha, Doha put Doha, it's another level? I wouldn't say it's another level, but it's getting there. You know, it's just when we went two years ago, I mean, it's just a new city that's just coming up and it's yeah. coming up out of nowhere. And now all, all, all the, the doc, you got to watch that documentary. I think it was on Netflix, but Wait, Olympics or, or, or FIFA or both Olympics, maybe yeah. both. But, but I, I think they won a bid for Olympics coming up and they promised that they'd have like six new stadiums. Uh, there's one that's going to have a huge fan over it for AC because and it's there's just a lot crazy, of corruption man. with that shit, man. Dude, they just throw money at things. Yeah, man. it's crazy. Um, but if you have to pick top three places that you ever been Damn, for Russell, so that would tough, be hard, man. That's tough. Cape Town, just I was just there, and I it reminded me how much I love that place, and I got to see a lot of it this time. So Cape Town's in the top three for sure. The other two, it's hard to say. Bangkok, I loved. Amsterdam was great. I still love Hawaii. I love going to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and then Sydney and Melbourne were great. In Australia, so Hong Kong, you know, we weren't there long enough for me to see it, and we're going again, and I hope I can go out and do more. Yeah, but, you know, I think the only thing I got to do when last time I was there was take a picture in front of the Bruce Lee statue. But I'm 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 really uh, can't wait until you got you go to Shanghai. I'm curious, guys. I mean, oh, you know, man. I've only been to China, Japan, and South Korea. Yeah. You've been to more places in Asia <laughs> than I have. Um, well, cool. Um, let's finish by talk about. The Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> and Kobe Bryant. Oh, my Lakers. I love the Lakers. I'm diehard Lakers. That's it. I don't watch. I mean, I watch all sports, but I don't have a football team. I'm waiting for an L18. Is that happening, first of all, before we get into Lakers? I, I, I It's going to happen. It's a question of how long? Are what? we going to have one or two teams? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yes, I'm winning. For, if it's the LA Raiders, I just cannot be a Raiders fan. But hopefully the Chargers. Oh, you don't like the Raiders? No, I've never. See, oh, what kind of Mexican are me to you? Like the Raiders, because I'm fucking Mexican and from LA. But no, never been a Raiders fan. What's your? T- I used to be a Cowboys fan. Okay. Emma Smith days, even when they sucked, when they had Emma Smith. Yeah. I always followed Emma Smith, for, even back in. Here's a funny, uh, interesting analogy. Emmett Smith and I, we both have same exact birthday. Ooh, I have the same birthday as Eddie Murphy. Who the fuck cares? Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. They're about the same year, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and God <laughs> liked one over the other one. Oh, God. Guess which one. <laughs> so, but, Lakers. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a tough year, but recently we both saw a documentary of Kobe Bryant yeah, Showtime. Yeah. And, you know, I always liked the dude. Even though, you know, the whole rape shit. Uh, but after watching the... Uh, he didn't, man, that bitch wanted it. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that coming. No, but after watching the documentary, and I have read stuff about it, I'm more inclined to say I believe him, you know? and yeah. But it was so honest, it made me really like Kobe Bryant. It, it, surpri- it really surprised yeah. me, actually. I, I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan, and... Uh, the way I watched it was if those that don't like him, will they like him now or will they hate him more? Yeah. And I think it's still the same. Like the people that hate him and watch that are still going to hate him. And those that like him will probably like him more. But um, I don't think it did anything for the haters. <laughs> and there's I, a ton of Kobe haters. But, but I, I, I I thought he was going to be very safe and say politically right, correct stuff. Right. And uh, I it made me like really like the guy. Yeah, because, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was really, really honest. And I hear it. he's a Russell fan. And and, and he, he they've actually tried to link up a few times uh, for a charity for Kobe and trying to get Russell on a few uh, That shit just fucking a few ma- gigs. And it just hasn't happened. But It fucking make me mad because and he does this to kind of tease me too. I know he does it to tease me. He knows how much I love Kobe. And, uh, I mean, I know if he ever did meet him, he'd make it happen. But, you know. And he, he, Chris Bosh is also a big fan of his. And I like, I love that dude, you know. And I hope he's doing well because he's having a medical problem right now. And you guys live right next to Kevin Garnett. Right. You know. know. But that's always the case, isn't it? Like, he doesn't give shit. He, he doesn't hate NBA. He just doesn't give a shit about it. He doesn't it. give a shit. Yeah. But man, just to meet those guys, hang out with those guys, you know, I, I'm I would a huge love fan. To meet Kobe. But you know, that's one of the guys I would like to meet. But another guy that, that I got to meet that I was like in awe was Magic Johnson. So, you know, oh. I'm a diehard Laker fan. So yeah. I got to meet him and that was freaking amazing, man. And did you meet him through Russell? Uh, yeah, he did. Um, Russell did a gig for George Lopez, a charity event for the yeah. Hope for uh, Haiti. Yeah. And uh, Magic was one of the guests, and Russell performed there, and everyone was in the in the Nokia Theater in like this big bar area. Yeah. And I got to meet him there. He was cool as shit, too. It was awesome. Okay, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of for all sure. time. For, for sure. sure. Nobody's going to question that. Yeah. But I have to say... The rivalry between Magic and Larry Bird in the eighties, there was, there were. I don't. I can't think any other uh, finals were as good as those two yeah, teams man. playing, man. Yeah. I mean, Magic, no look. I was past. so really young during that time, but I'm so glad I can go back and just YouTube games and it's incredible, you know, man. And, and and see see previous games. And my dad used to tape them, and that's how I was always a Lakers fan. And it's sad to see 
where they're at right now because it's going to be a few years before they can rebuild. Or what do you think? Well, Kobe's got one more year, you know, and now and they're I can't even remember their damn pickup that broke his freaking that hurt the first game. Yeah. Oh, Parker was it Jabbar? No, what's the rookie that they had that that they lost first game? Oh, the kid from UCLA. Yeah. No, I, was it UCLA? Who they got? Uh, see well, what fans we are shit man but that's I, I, how much I, I haven't been following them this year but i know what's going on with the team and i've always been a diehard we're, we're they're in a really tough spot because fucking nash if if, <laughs> if because of that um they have a conditional draft pick uh to give it away to philly Unless if it's top five, right, right. if it's top five, they they get to keep. That's it. why they need to keep losing, and yeah. everyone knows that. But it's 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 kind of hard. It's kind of if you're a fan of uh, Colby, he hates that, you know, yep. the fact that they lose. But did um, you just recently see that interview with Jimmy Kimmel where where he shows him a clip of uh, Jimmy's showing Kobe a clip of Nick Young, Jordan Hill, and Boozer. Celebrating like they won the fucking finals, they just broke a six game, seven game losing streak. Yeah, and they were going crazy. And Nick Young was like, "Yeah, yeah, we in the building, we in the building." <laughs> oh no! And and uh, Kimmel asked them, "Would they be acting like that if you were there right now?" And Kobe's reaction was priceless. Man, he didn't say a word. He was just like nodding his head a little bit. <laughs> and shit was funny. Because, you know, when, when you when you saw Michael Jordan's uh, Hall of Fame speech, have you ever seen that clip? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was crazy. That that is the greatest Hall of Fame speech, in my opinion, yeah. because people got mad at him for being so blunt. Right. But like these are the same asshole reporter asking him to be honest. He did. And like when you listen to Michael Jordan speak, it's you understand, like, why he was such a. Yeah. Amazing winner, you know, champion, you know, I'm like. Like the things that he was saying, it's kind of shocking. But like you realize, well, this is the reason why he won so much. Well, when you listen to Kobe in this documentary, you're like, oh, this is a reason why he wins, you know? Because yeah. so, what would you say the closest to Jordan was it Kobe or is it LeBron getting close to being the closest to Jordan? Right now, it's Kobe. Right, right now, right? You think you think uh, LeBron will surpass uh, Kobe's accomplishments, like more rings? You think? Uh, LeBron can win more than five rings. I think he. I, I think he has a. Uh, it's been a tough year for him, but they're on a tear now. I I think he's more physically gifted than Kobe. Yeah. And he's bigger and all that stuff. You got that killer instinct yet? No. But but. Kobe's a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I mean, I I mean that as a compliment, and I, yeah. I I think, at the end of the day, LeBron is a nice guy. Kobe's not a nice guy. Right. And I'm not saying he's a dick. I'm just, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. well, that's what he so wanted. Dope. He wanted to win so much. That's what's so dope about the documentary, and, and like his way of leading is just different. Yeah, and, you know, he, some people might think he's an asshole, but just the way he does it, he he wants, you know, he fucking wants to piss you off. Yeah. So I told him to come in real quick. Hey, and um, because you know, people forget. Larry Bird threatened his teammate like he's going to physically beat that person really? up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And, and Jordan did that too. And everyone think, everyone fucking thinks because Magic's smile and he's a nice guy. Yeah. 
he is a nice guy, but not on court. He's a yeah. killer. He just he would just stab you with a smile on his face. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And uh, I, I, my, my hope is first of all, Kobe deserves every dollar he gets. People complain about he getting overpaid. Right. Fuck that, you know. Because my feeling is, the more money players make, then all the other players beneath him have a bargaining chip to ask him more money because these people who complain about these players making too much money, well, you know what? They make millions for their you know billion the, dollar owners. Yeah, so yeah. Kobe deserved to get that money. And second of all, I hope they get top five pick and they could turn around because I, I, I do think the big, my biggest concern for Lakers is the ownership. I don't know what's going on with yeah. the new owner. You know, and one of the first things that the haters say is, Look at Tim Duncan and Nowitzki who took pay cuts. Yeah. But then what a Laker fan would say is they're in smaller markets. Yes. You know, fucking Kobe's you know, Lakers just got this huge contract through Time Warner, right? They're getting paid a shitload of money. And uh Kobe You know how much do. merch they sell? And yeah. still I I still think I'm right. In China, Kobe Bryant's number one. Right, Above I, I know he's been number one for a long time. Because he's been going there for fucking years, and he has uh, brought so much money for Laker organization because he's, let's, let's be honest, NBA is about stars, and Kobe is the star yep. that made that franchise so uh, popular overseas. Randall, gosh, I just That's remember right. the name. Uh, the rookie for the Lakers who got hurt the first game. Sheesh. What a bad timing, though. I wish they were shit the year they got Anthony Davis. Man, he's been he just had like 40 points today too. He just came back from his injury and he had like 40, 40 So what do you, what do you think before we finish this thing? What uh, I I'm very optimistic because Yes, I've always been optimistic because it every time <clears throat> they have a, a a low point, Mitch Kupchak, I I I, have, GM, faith, yeah. I have faith in him. Yeah. And they they always uh turns it around, but this is this is, they you know they're in a big hole right now, man, and it's gonna be hard to dig themselves out. And it's, I I wish the daughter was running, uh, uh, Jeannie Bus was yeah. uh, was running the thing because I think she's one of the smartest people in in the business, and I think she's very competent. What about Byron Scott? Would you like you like him as a coach? I like Byron Scott. It's it's not his fault that they're pay, right. playing poorly, so I'm not going to judge him that. Yeah, you forget him, yeah. he took the Nets to the finals, right? When he used to coach but, the Nets. You know, if I had the choice, I would I, I would have preferred Steve Kerr. I'm not going to lie oh, with yeah, you. Yeah, right. But um, I'm very optimistic. You know, if Kobe, I, I um I think we should just appreciate the guy playing right now. Hell yeah, it's good, and, and then it's going to be his farewell year. Because they just picked that this kid for Miami uh, Heat. The center, something white, something white side. No, he's with Miami. Uh, for the Heat, Lakers. No, 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 no. That that, that this the center that they that they. Oh pay. yeah, white side. Yeah, and and a lot of team passed on him. Yeah, oh, so he's tearing it up right now. There are talents out there. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, I, I, it would be very difficult. But who 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 knows? Maybe we get lucky in draft. Maybe we get somebody. And uh, see if Kobe could go do one more run at the. It playoff. just seems like it's uh, nobody wants to come here. Like you know, you would always Lakers would always pick up a free agent or make a trade, and it just hasn't happened. And uh, it's it's the ownership. People people are uncertain about what's going on over here. But and the, some of it's Kobe too. Even though I'm a Kobe fan, there he, he's got that he's got that um, militant. You know, he's got that hard ass. 
Yeah, and then people say that he's not a good team player and, uh, you know, players don't want to play with him. And there's that, that rumor that, that runs around. And Can I tell you that story when somebody, uh, Tex Winter, who used to be coach for Chicago Bulls, and he was talking the to... assistant to Phil. Phil, yeah. and he was talking to uh, uh, Michael Jordan and everyone, and he was trying to teach them a lesson. He goes, well, there's no I in team. You know what Michael Jordan say? I in win, right? Yes, and... Um, um, whatever works for that organization and they win it, go for it. And if they don't like it, then don't fucking come here. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you know how lucky it is to play in the NBA. But not not only that, to play in Los Angeles Lakers, yeah, it is the greatest place to play NBA basketball. Not yeah. to mention the stars and and, and 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 the career they could have afterwards, and 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 having one of the best looking women. In the league in the LA, yeah, the you know, weather, everything. Yeah, th- th- this is the whole package, and we're one one championships behind Celtics. But eventually, they're going to have as most championship win because yeah. LA Lakers always recover. I mean, even um, um, Charles Barkley said, "Like, goddamn, you know, like Lakers always recover quickly." So yeah. things doesn't looking good, but believe me. I know oh, yeah. they have I, a I race have to turn around. Yeah. I have faith. It just sucks. The, the right low now. points always suck. But what can you do? It's All right. Well, um, Eddie, uh, uh, do you want to tell people your Twitter, like your contact? Sure. Information? Everything is Edro42, E-D-D-R-O 42. And uh, you can go, you go find me with Russell shit. It's, it's tough to say that my life kind of revolves around them right now, but. You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way right now. It's a, it's it's an no, it's, incredible it's a, ride right now. You're not gonna find any better boss than Russell. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then you're not gonna find anybody more loyal. I mean, I've had problems with people here and there, but Russell always kept his for every fucking single time. Yeah, and because sometimes I think like, oh, what that sounds like a bullshit, but he remember and he keep his promise. He's very loyal, and. Um, I don't know anyone like that because most time money corrupts people and people become worse. But yeah. money made him even more generous with people and like he's concerned. Yeah, and that's what he always says. His mindset is like, "Hey, I've been poor longer than I've been rich. So yeah. why the fuck am I gonna change?" So he still has that mindset. Yeah, he's got a g- great brother, Clayton, and his mom and dad. I I'm, sadly I never met the dad. Yeah. Uh, he and you he, should interview his mom too. Uh, I'm trying. I, I want want to do it. She's she's great, but. Um, well, Eddie, congratulations! I'm I'm glad you're working for him. Thank you, thank you, you sir. You know, you you um, I'm very suspicious of people, but you were right away the guy I I saw like um we could trust. Nice, and, uh, thank you, you. You know, you're doing such a good job, and 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 and, and let's be honest, without you, he would have never had that beautiful daughter of his. You know? So <laughs> that's true. That's a whole other story right there. Yeah. His ex-wife is my sister's best friend. So yeah. just so the people know. <laughs> He likes to he likes to blame that whole drama on me too. But I he, I'm like, hey, I introduced you to her. I didn't tell you to marry the damn bitch. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> good, good thing only two people listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I love I love her, but you know that's what you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, say, hey, I didn't tell you to marry her. Fuck. Um. So where would you like to be five ten years? Because good uh, question, man. I don't see myself being with Russell forever. Yeah. And I would, you know. I always felt like I had my financial services background yeah. to fall back on, but the more I'm in this industry, I feel like I can easily maybe manage comedians in the future, 
or be a tour manager or both so i was thinking more like i you know what you could do you could become a producer i'm not joking if mm. you if you understand finance and you know um why am i forgetting his name the guy who produced sopranos mm-hmm. oh my god he's a business partner with brad pitt i never thought of that though, something great mm-hmm. but he started as a uh, manager for comedians, you know, really? and, and Chris Albrecht, who used to be head of HBO, started as managing comedians. Uh, it's a great way to learn show business stuff. And, Interesting. And I, I want you to start reading about show business books and magazines, stuff like that. Yeah. But this is a great opportunity. This is like a graduate level stuff now, you know. And yeah, and I'm working with one of the top comedians, well, yeah. top comedian in the world, right? So I'm definitely learning a lot and uh, trying to take it all in. But, uh, because yeah. he's not going to get any I mean I guess he could get hired but he's thinking other phases right like movies and TV and like yeah. y- you're going to be instrumental in, in that you know more you learn that stuff you could help Clayton too so right yeah um, I'm, I'm very happy nice. for you thank I'm, you, I think, think you're doing an outstanding job and, thank um, you thank you and uh, sorry you have to keep taking the views from Russell but um, <laughs> whatever if, and, it, and you know what I do need to step it up a little bit but you know everyone has their uh, their bumps we, well, have it's, some, it's, we have some struggles on this tour where I wasn't happy with my performance, like leaving a, a carry-on on the plane <laughs> and uh, losing some expensive Bose headphones. So those two little hiccups. Oh, those, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's little mistakes. But um, um, I was going to tell you something, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad it's working out. Um, keep doing a good job. But yeah, start thinking about like even seriously producing Thanks. things like that yeah, because. Will. Because I I think uh, you, you can do that you know nice so all right um, thank you Yoshi thanks Eddie and uh, good job and um, yeah just um, I I think you have a bright future ahead of you so thanks so thanks for doing it and uh, everyone thanks for listening to the show. Bye.